0: Welcome to Sexy Time, where we answer your questions about sex, relationships, and everything sexy in between. Don't forget, you can send your burning questions by voice or email to sexytimedlove at gmail.com. That's sexytime, D-L-O-V-E, at gmail.com. Anonymous questions are welcome. Thanks for hooking up with us today. Now, let's cozy up. And join our hosts, Alice and BK Johnson.
1: Hey, welcome back to Sexy Time.
0: Oh, yeah.
2: It's a very special Sexy Time tonight.
1: Thank you, Mistress of Ceremonies. Mm-hmm. Very well done. How are you doing, Alice?
2: I'm doing swell. Uh, I'm having a really great time at my new gig. Um... Got to visit my parents last week and our dear streaming friend uh, this past week. Um, yeah, it's really mm. fun going across the country and visiting people and getting to see the world. It's I'm having a great time.
1: Mm, flying all over in sexiness. And you look lovely. This oh, well,
2: I just got back from the beach. So I'm actually oh, yeah. like still in my bikini because it's hot out and uh also it's sexy so what the heck you know
1: if i why sound it- weirder on a on a podcast it's because i can't stop looking at alice and if you want to know why go check it out youtube.com forward slash sexy time podcast yeah sexy time podcast youtube.com forward slash sexy time podcast same for patreon.com if you want to support us there but check us out on our live streams right now we're on thirsty thursdays seven thirty p.m eastern time well-
2: and that's why it's so special. Uh, one of our live stream friends just asked us why it's so special tonight. It's so special because of all of you guys here. Um, it's always special when we have a lot of people in our live stream and a lot of good people in our live stream. So it's really good to see you all. And if you are listening to this podcast and you want to join the fun, do what BK just said, youtube.com slash sexy time podcast. Um, you can also hang out with us by becoming a patron on patreon.com slash sexy time podcast. That's really the best way to support the show. Um, we are still honoring our uh, subs, our subscribers from dlivetv sexytime slash sexy time. But um, really it's, it's patreon.com slash sexy time podcast where we are living and where we will continue to live and thrive. Uh, we're so grateful to all of our patrons and especially our shout outs uh at koala, it's koala and monster J. um super grateful for you subscribing at that higher tier um especially our mistress of ceremonies as you all know her name is monster j by now um we're having well, a, a dungeon master a, um, well, that's true oh i said mistress of ceremonies tonight not I? you're our sexy mistress of ceremonies is your sister your sexy keep it, sister. It's
1: secret. Keep it safe because. Uh, oh,
2: I'm so sorry.
1: I don't like the porn when they scream out "daddy." I don't like the mistress of ceremonies when you call her sister. <laughs> <laughs> she's she's the
2: sexy sister. I don't know what to tell you. She's is oh, your sister. She's my sister. She's everybody's sexy sister. Thanks,
1: soul sister. Um, and yeah, chat makes it so great. Um, I love this show as well. So thank you so much for Alice for being here, but everybody there listening or watching because. It's kind of like a an amalgamation of a lot of the cool things that you can do with podcasting and live streaming because live streaming, chat is always what makes it fun. I always have said that when I live stream, but we also get to do a podcast here, so we get questions um, through email throughout various places like Discord. Uh, again, check out the links in our show notes. That's the way you can contact us. Feel free to throw us a question, comments. We really appreciate the support and feedback. And uh, yeah, we get a little bit of bust, best of both worlds, but Check us out again on YouTube if you want to see the live stream or on our wherever you get your podcast. And we'd really appreciate a, a positive rating on the Sexy Time Apple podcast.
2: Oh, man, would people, we ever. Yeah. That's how people find our show. Yeah. Yeah, so if you feel like going through the rigmarole, it is a little bit of rigmarole, rigmarole. boy, would we appreciate it. Any reviews, any positive reviews, especially uh, on Apple Podcasts. If you're a uh, an iPhone or a Mac user, you can find that on Apple Podcasts. Just look for Sexy Time, Not Sexy Time Podcast. Some, somebody else took our name after we'd already started, but that's okay. Look for the banana Just scroll down to the bottom of that show and you will see where to do a review and rating. Um, Or if you're a PC user, make sure you go to iTunes and do the same. Search for Sexy Time. Click on the show with the banana on it. Go to the bottom and you can leave a rating and review there. We super appreciate you guys for doing that.
1: I'm going to make sure that you say that every time because whenever someone like me says look for the banana, usually people run or scream or get angry. But when you say it, it was pretty good. Look for the banana
2: look for the banana i took it out
1: anyway um we're ready to go today's theme that we're going to start off with a uh a sexy time soapbox is consistent love consistency or consistent love indeed mm. who shall begin on the soapbox do you would you like ladies first alice or would you like me to uh jump on
2: i can i can oh, okay. um you know I love our poll tonight. We have a poll going. And it's, uh, let me look at it again so I don't misquote it. Where do you most wish you had more consistency in love? At the moment, um, oral sex is the highest, 45%. Amen. Uh, penetrative sex is at 27%. Everything is great is at 18%. And scheduling slash seeing my partner is at 9%. So mm-hmm. it seems like a lot of our, our live stream friends here anyway are getting plenty of FaceTime time with their partner, but not enough.
1: Face love crotch time, yes. Right,
2: that. right. So that's interesting. Mm-hmm. So for me, you know, we're going to talk about consistency tonight. We've got a bunch of questions surrounding consistency in some of these areas. Um, and for me, I think I, think I just want to talk about how When it comes to consistency, you're going to get more consistently satisfying love. If you're in fact willing to push yourself with your partner outside of your comfort zone a little bit. Mm. Um, And so, you know, for me with my soapbox, it's actually you want somebody who's going to be consistent in showing up for you. You want somebody who's going to be consistent in respecting you. You want somebody who's going to be consistent in loving and treating you with care. But consistency does not always mean that you do all the same things all the time.
0: Mm. I love it.
2: Consistency does not mean every time we get together, we go out for dinner and then we come home and fuck. Like that is not the kind of consistency that you necessarily want in a relationship. The kind of consistency is again, yeah, the kind of consistency again is like where you are showing up for each other and you're there for each other and Mm. you know that If you need each other, you can be there for each other. That's the kind of consistent love that you want. The, um, I'm satisfying my partner. I'm not just getting my rocks off and then being done whether or not he or she is finished, right? I am consistent in wanting my partner to feel satisfied, whatever that might mean, whether that's an orgasm or whether that's, orgasm, say that word properly, orgasm, whether that's an orgasm or uh, just feeling satisfied in general, right? You want to show up consistently in those ways, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't be open and willing to mix it up because the more you mix it up, the more likely you are to be consistent in love with your partner and vice versa. Mm. So I want to encourage you all, if you are big schedulers and you like to schedule every single date and every single thing that you do together, make some space for spontaneity. Mm. And if you're somebody who's always spontaneous and never likes to make plans, make some plans. Go against the grain for yourself and with your partner. If you guys usually love to go to winter destinations, mix it up and go somewhere else. If you guys really love staying at home, watching Netflix, find another activity once a month that isn't anything you guys have ever tried. Go learn how to make some pottery or take a dance class or go bowling or go for a stroll in a part of the neighborhood you've never been. It doesn't have to cost money. Mm. It doesn't have to be exotic. It just has to be a little bit different. And you guys all have more consistency because you'll be learning new things together and experiencing new things together. And that always brings people closer together. So that mm. is my little soapbox. I love it. Consistency does not mean boring.
1: Yep. we we mix those things together like consistency and repetition. Because repetition, they try to, you know, there is good things about repetition. It, after all, is the mother of pedagogy. These are all big words. That's why we don't need them. What you really need is the consistency that Alice was talking about. I agree. That was amazing. I mean, it was a good dissection of what, you know, repetition is good sometimes, but it's not with the consistency when it gets boring if you do that. So I love that. Here's my take on consistency. Six time, soapbox time. Hmm. I love that pushing out against the zone. Sorry, I loved what you are saying. It was just—it's just pounding my head, and I love it. <laughs> well, consistency is key, as they say, right? But I think like it cannot fix like things like by scheduling. Like if you schedule sex every week, you know what I mean. One, that's not that sexy. And that's why when you were talking, I was like, it could be like a good start, but never rely on the consistency to fix anything like that or plans like that. It can help start the ball rolling, I would say, or down the vibe to start the exploration. But that's why I love when you said pushing outside the zone together with your partner. It's like, I think the consist like we we think of like planning or repetition to try to start it. But after that, you really need to break through with the consistency. See of that. Now, my consistency, because I say consistency is key and whatnot, is that I think you uh, you need to be consistent more about you, your own needs, and what you need in a relationship. That's what you need to be consistently on, right? Like, always consistently keeping an eye on that. And we talk about it with communication and understanding all the time here, where you have to be vulnerable enough with your partner to understand that you need to be v- vulnerable about those things. So, for example, in my experience with my wife, it's like we are consistently able to talk about whatever we need and how those change all the time. Because we think consistency would have to be like, you know, it's like thinking, I think the trap is believing that people never change, right? Or people never, you, you could you could do it, the obvious way that people would disagree with is that people never grow. But growing is another form of changing, basically. So, I would say like that, saying consistent with those things to yourself, is the one that would actually be key to a healthy sex rela- sex life and relationship, or love life, or whatever it is. And that's why I also threw in being consistent to your own needs and what you want in your relationship and being vulnerable enough to always let people know that's what you're looking for, you know? That's why it's being consistent to you. It's it's completely different when, um, for example, we one time we had a question about online dating apps. If you say, that you're in it for this, but you're not really in it for that. <laughs> you're you're not really being consistent to yourself and what you're looking for in a relationship and needs right off the bat. And guess what? When it's off the app and you're in an actual relationship, that's even more key. It's like totally like, you know, lying or breaking or lying about those boundaries. So that's why I think the consistency is understanding always what you, you're being consistent to yourself, your own needs, and being consistently vulnerable with whoever you're trying to build a, a long mm. a relationship with whether long term or short term and that's where I think the consistency is most important where we again get in the trap of looking at it negatively with repetitiveness or redundancy or being a robot on schedule with sex or with relationships like you know I need to make sure I get her flowers every weekend or she'll be angry at me it's like all oh, that is not gonna really you know if it was that easy everyone would do it and it would work so it's not gonna be consistency with things like that I think the more we look at it negatively, the more it leaks into our complaints about great days, great holidays. We always say like, Oh, Valentine's Day, it's just so we can sell more chocolates and roses Sometimes You know, I hear people who are grimacing on things like that. But it's like all they're really complaining about the negative aspect of what we try to think of consistency, where it's it's not bad if you if you flip it to the real consistency that, that actually helps things. And that's my soapbox. It's right. That was good. I, I mean, love the vulnerability like piece. Oh, really? Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: Mm. What's well, hard, because if you're consistent to yourself only, it's not a relationship thing. That's why I was like. Oh, well, no, you need to be vulnerable and, and understand, like, that stuff with your partner. Because, you know, whether it's a long or short form, I mean, you can go it down, boil it down to a, a, a transaction. Like, if you're... You
2: know, the thing is... It, like the bunny ranch. I hear that. And it's also a balance, you Mm -hmm. know, like, like I hear sometimes from people who are like my partner, he doesn't compliment me in the way I want him to. He doesn't share with me his feelings the way I want him to. He's not, or she's not affectionate with me in the way that I want her to be. She doesn't speak my love language, right? And sometimes I think in those cases, it's good to develop some good habits and it's okay to be consistent with stuff that you're not very good at until you can get better at it. You know, like if you know that your partner really loves physical touch, try to develop a habit or, or ask yourself, you know, what are five ways today that I can, you know, give some physical touch to my partner, you know, give yourself a habit. And yes, maybe you are ticking off a box, but you could be creative about how and when you do it, you know, as long as you're giving yourself that routine of finding ways to do it every day, right? Or like complimenting your partner or telling them that you love them. I mean, this is not sexual, but my parents, Used to we my parents and I used to tell each other that we loved each other and give each other a good night kiss every night before we went to bed. Mm-hmm.
1: That's awesome. And that
2: was so sweet and so special and is still very special to me. And when I spend time with my parents and I'm I'm spending the night or something, we still give each other a little kiss on the cheek and say, I love you before we go to bed at night and i think that is a lovely lovely routine that yes becomes normalized and it maybe maybe some nights you just do it and you don't really mean it very much but like it's a it's an ingrained habit that means something over the long term so i, I think some consistency like that is is really meaningful and really beautiful just you know as long as as long as you're trying to make sure that there's meaning behind it and yeah. that you're also mixing things up and being vulnerable. I think it's important sometimes. And that's what I meant by to, consistency to, to yourself. Because
1: that's a part of you and your family really. Because my I can relate, it's we don't kiss on the cheek, but we hug like all the time. You know, like to say goodbye and say hello type of thing, right? And say goodnight, right? And so it's a hug. And consistency to yourself is that, you know, where it's like, oh, that's kind of part of who you are if you like it and if you don't like it then you need to be consistent to yourself and, and set that up but again a lot of the times there's these things that it's not bad to be consistent to that and it kind of creates that uniqueness of that relationship if you stay consistent to that part of expressing um your family or your feelings with your family and whatnot um i i'm sweet. curious though because you kiss the grateful. cheek with i know that europeans are known for kissing the mouth i was curious like Ooh. what age do they do that I don't, I don't know. You
2: know, we might have, they might've kissed me on the mouth when I was younger. You know, every once in a while, one of them will do that to me now. And it's fine. Like I know that it's, it's, um, I know that my parents aren't creepy and, and it's all good. Right. Um, but I do prefer on the cheek. (laughs) I do with relatives and, and good friends that I'm not, uh, well okay some good friends kiss me on the lips too and I don't have a problem with that but with relatives yeah I, I do prefer cheeks but whatever whatever it's all good
1: yeah like I'm I'm really curious if anyone's out there who's uh, who does the kissing on the mouth whether European or not but I've, I know that many Europeans end up like kissing on the mouth well into their adult age but I was curious what is it like all the time or is it a certain age I was curious because I know my family I don't know does that the there's hugging, a rule right I mean, there's, there's going to be individual. It's going to be individual for families, but I I, I just find that fascinating because I get the kiss on the cheeks too, and I get the kiss on the mouth too. I understand that, but it depends on. Uh,
2: it's not my thing. Age.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, creep, I, I it creeps me it was. out a little bit.
2: No, no, some people do that forever. It, it yeah. creeps me out a little bit. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, but I I know where it comes from, so like, it's fine. But yeah, yeah.
1: It yeah. sure desensitizes them when they get to a real relationship <laughs> outside the family. I mean, I definitely
2: have male friends that are just friends that will kiss me on the lips when I see them. And it's like, okay, that's who oh, they are, you wow. know? It's fine.
1: Is this just an elaborate plan to, to do that? I mean... No, no, no. I know. I mean... No. For me, it might be, but for others, no. Anyway, when to get to questions. <laughs> He's
2: like, when you come to visit Japan? <laughs> well, yes,
1: no, yeah, yes. my wife wouldn't take that. I'm down for
2: questions. It. I'm yeah. totally down for questions. You down
1: for Funky Town? Me, me or you first? You, well, you went first last time, so I'm going to go first this time. You ready? Do it.
2: I've got three very sexy questions if we have time for them. So. Whenever
1: I get into a steady relationship, I get frustrated with the low sex drive with my partner. I am 29 and gay and male. And I noticed that when I am dating someone new, I have a high sex drive for the first two months or so. Oh, it's my, their sex drive, not their partner's, okay. And then my sexual attraction towards them disappears.
2: Um... My
1: ex and I dated for two and a half years, and after six months, we barely had any sex. I felt awful and insecure about it, but I couldn't bring myself to have sex with him. Every time we did, I did it for him and not for me. I've been dating someone for months now, and I started to feel the same way, and he's starting to notice it as well. I'm totally comfortable hugging and kissing and cuddling, and I'm, I'm fine with all that. I'm just... I'll just masturbate when I'm horny. I have noticed that I'm more likely to be horny with casual encounters. I always finish without masturbating with casual encounters, but with someone I'm seeing consistently, I always have to masturbate at the end. Fuck buddies don't work for me because I lose interest a couple times after we have sex. Has anyone had any experience with this, or do you want me? You know, uh, oh, wait, no, huh? Alright, never mind. I eventually want to settle down with someone and be content with our sex lives. Okay, good. Um, he expressed his desires of what he's looking for, but I don't know if that will ever happen given my current trend. Any advice or insight on this problem would be much appreciated. Thank you very much. Okay. Hmm. Um,
0: I'm
2: just looking at one quick thing. Oh, no, that's not it. That's interesting. Huh, I've never heard of this one. Sorry, I just thought I'd put this out there. Uh, You know, because we've talked about demisexual before, which is like on the asexual spectrum and sounds like the opposite of this.
1: Okay. Where,
2: you know, like until you feel a strong connection with somebody, you can't have sex with them.
1: Uh, Um, Okay, yeah, yeah. This is like the opposite of
2: that, where like when he doesn't feel a strong connection, he can have sex with them, but then after Uh, that, he doesn't really want to. Yeah. And I was wondering if there was a term for this. I started doing a little Google. I'm not finding it, but there is something called lithosexual which is interesting. It's somebody who may experience sexual attraction, but does not want it reciprocated. (laughs) So that's interesting. I've heard many
1: people lament, like Uh comedians and philosophers or or people who just talk about the male sexuality. The crux of it is that wanting so many new partners. Like it's like people who are like also religious scholars of like all. One of the things I'd ask God is why did you make male sexuality this way? Because I understand that idea. And I'm not sure if there's another term for it other than. That, that that's the first thing that came to mind because when you're thinking of Demi or Litho I'm like oh well I've heard a lot of comedians and then some religious philosophers say the same thing about the sexuality like that cycle it's, like, oh, it's lamenting it I mean scientifically it makes sense that we have to spread our seed right where it's like it it, it wants us to go and spread our seed to as many partners as possible to po- uh, propagate the race but anyway the human race but yeah it's my that's
2: first thought um, I mean look the, the truth is we could speculate for hours about um, why this is happening to you. And honestly, I don't think we're going to come up with an answer for that. Um, Only you know, Well, it doesn't sound like you actually know. Uh, So, okay. So let's start with this first thing. You don't actually know why this is happening to you. The only way you're going to find that out is through exploring yourself, learning about yourself, and growing throughout the years. Um, This is not an overnight thing that you're going to be able to quote-unquote fix. Um, It may not even be something that needs fixing. It may just be a tendency for you or... It may be that you have, uh, it may be that you have something from your childhood or from your younger relationships that is affecting this, where you don't feel as, um, I don't know, intrigued by people once you get to know them for whatever reason. I don't know what whether there's a commitment issue here whether there's a a lack of desire to want to be with the same people for a long period of time. It may be that you are ethically non-monogamous and you want it to be that way. And you just are in these monogamous relationships that aren't working for you. It may be that you are um, serial monogamist who wants to have a series of relationships that are just, you know, a couple of months long here and there or uh, it may just be that this is how you are. If you're okay with not having sex after some time, the most honest thing for you to do at this point in time would be to talk to your current partner about this. And if you and your current partner split up, next time you're on the dating apps, next time you're looking for a partner, I highly recommend that you put it all out there right away. This is who I am. Uh, The sex is hot and heavy for the first couple of months, but honestly, then it falls off of of a cliff. I'm sort of on the backwards asexual spectrum in that way. Um, I'm happy to stay in a relationship and have a meaningful relationship, but uh, the sex will fall off a little bit for me after a couple of months. And I think it's really important for you to honor yourself in that way, to be honest about it, um, and to honor the other people that you're dating by letting them know about it in advance. I also think it's not a bad idea for you to spend some time in therapy and see if you can explore what this is. If this is just who you are and how you are, don't judge yourself for it. Um, and, and don't let anybody else tell you that you're wrong. If this is just your tendency and your preference, there's nothing wrong with it.
1: Mm-hmm. Awesome. I love it. And I, yeah, I love how you're breaking down a lot of the possibilities. Now, the question, or thank you for clarifying, I, I said it in the, in the middle of reading the question, was uh, it was clear that you there was a specific desire that you said you wanted, and you do want to settle down with someone and be content with our sex lives. So they're actually pushing for a goal. But again, what you want and who you are can sometimes not match. And sometimes it comes in waves too. I talk about that all the time where... Uh, the reason we fear change a lot of the times is because we think we're we we, we think it'll change and then stop changing for some reason a it's a it's a weird logical fallacy because we always talk about how you know change is one of the only constants in life and the same thing happens in sex and relationships where it's going to change as you grow or or mature or just life changes you whatever is the situation for you and and then when you add your partner Things are always changing or, or growing or whatever it is in their life too. So there's going to be waves that go up and down. It happens all the time. When, and, and usually we try to blame things outside of it. And that's where it gets difficult when we say, oh, it's cause I'm working so much, but don't worry when I'm done with my job, it's going to go back to normal. And then it's like, wait a second. Now I have, okay. I. I'm used to my job and I have energy here, but I'm spending the energy now playing uh, playing sports every day at the Y. And now I don't have time for energy for sex then, too. And it's like, okay, there's a change in stu- stuff going on. And occasionally it'll come back into the relationship. But we try to, like, look outside and blame things on the outside. And that's why it, it can be very difficult. Or we blame ourselves and say, that's just who I am. And that's kind of, like, one of the possibilities, too. And that's why it's it's tough seeing what it is. Um, But it could be any of those things again. That's why Alice was giving you a good menu of those things. But I think if I was going to... I'm going to try to step outside of, of it a bit and try to look at how it could be something that it's just one of those changes and you can actually get back to something in the middle or closer to the beginning. It would be something like... It could be something in you that... It could be even chemically or mentally that you're desiring that's pushing you in this box of wanting always the new, right? For example, chemically and scientifically, there's a big uh, thing called dopamine. Um, and sometimes we Ooh, I get, love
2: my dopamine. We
1: get addicted to these dopamine rushes. And in fact, that is <laughs> the key to addictions all the time, right? Um, so if there's something in you in your psyche or in you that is giving you that thrill, that might be what you're chasing because dopamine and, and excitement in these new casual relationships, if you get addicted to that particular brand of dopamine, It can get you on this path of like, wait, I want, you know, it's just like an addiction. I don't want to keep smoking. I don't want to keep drinking. I don't want to keep being addicted to this sex. I don't want to keep being playing a game and getting addicted to that or whatever it is that you're addicted to. We have these desires that we don't want to do that, but our dopamine rush and gets us addicted because it's exciting. Anyone knows a new relationship a new sex with a new partner, you're going to get a dopamine hit a little bit most of the time, (laughs) you know, almost consistently. So maybe a bit of, bit of that. You could think of it that way and see... Um, if you can get closer to the middle. Um, and it may just be something as simple as you love the uniqueness of each person because there's so many fish in the sea, there's so many people, the world is getting smaller and it is a small world, especially with technology and the ability to meet so many different people, case in point, this podcast and live stream. And you may just be something like that. It could be something as simple as that. And whatever it is, um, my answer and Alice's is going down the line of understanding what is causing it. Could be the dopamine. Could be this. Could be that. Could be that. That's going to be a journey for you. And then the key is to make sure that you don't negatively affect your partners or or this partner too much when you're actually doing that. So you have to be vulnerable. You have to actually tell them the discovery and discover that together. Yeah. Um, and, and hopefully it'll have your partner discover more about them and what they want, what they need, what they like, and explaining that with you, or talking about it, not explaining, but talking to each other about it and disclosing it. And that would be the best um, thing to try to figure it out. Um, again, I, I love how you said what you wanted in a relationship, but the things that you're that you're doing or your, your, your feelings are going towards and that you maybe are is the exact opposite of what you want in relationships. And that is usually going to be... You know, we hate to hear it, but being more self-responsible and understanding yourself more. It's not going to be something that we can say, oh, it's definitely this or, or it's probably going to be this. You know, it's hard to lean towards one thing. And I would say, know thyself, love thyself and be vulnerable with your partner. And I think that would be the best advice I could give.
2: That's great. That's wonderful. Uh, very good. Boiling it down there at the end. I appreciate that. Um, yeah, so. On with the next. next um thanks, thanks for your wonderful, vulnerable question. We appreciate you. Um, here we go. I am torn. Let's see, which one do I wanna go through first? I'll go with this one. Okay. I recently got into a huge fight with my boyfriend and I'm at the end of my rope. This is the third relationship I've had with the same pattern where I cannot get good, consistent oral sex. I've told every boyfriend of mine that oral sex is huge for me. It's very consistent, it gets me off, it relieves so much sexual frustration, and I think I'm really good in bed when I've had very good foreplay. I also make sure it's a pleasure for the guy. I am very well trimmed. I am hygienic. I am either shaved or trimmed as he prefers. And what's more, I am very generous when I give oral. I know that it's a two way street. I've even gone the extent of doing things that aren't completely comfortable for me, like deep throating. Because I wanna do what take what it takes to please my partner. Mm. But it's the third time and (laughs) after a few months of dating I start to see enthusiasm die down. Uh This is This is the uh, person, you know, if if it weren't a gay man in our last question, this could have been his partner, right?
1: Right, yeah. Um, yeah, It's it's the same three months ago. Things start to
2: get comfortable and it seems like there's no need to take the extra effort. First, it was, I'm tired, let's do it quick. Then it was, can I just massage you instead? And soon... It was more than a week without Oral, and I can feel my sexual tension rise. He gets a good lay every other day, but it's just not the same for me. I need Oral and I need foreplay in order to come. It's just not, I don't want to end the relationship, but is this going to always be hanging over my head? how can I tell him to please just put in the effort that he put in the first two times we were the first few times we were together? Where did that enthusiasm go? Was it disingenuous? What do I do?
1: Oh, I love this. Thank you for the question. It's like the, it's Great, the, right? it is the continuation of, like you said, the last question where it was like the three months, mm-hmm. it's like you switch it with that. But yes. I think it's the continuation. This is what I would say to you, my dear, dear listener and questioner. Thank you so much. Uh, it's, uh, You've already know your you know yourself very well. Obviously, that's what you're lamenting, saying, "I know that I need this. Something is not break is not getting through to your partners. You know, there's as they usually say they usually say it negatively, but this is a positive thing because again, uh, I think the positive thing is that you know yourself well enough of what you need. Um, and you may be one of the the only negative I can think of it is you're projecting your needs onto your partner where it's like they should be happy the oral sex is like this. It's like, oh wait, 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 you need the oral sex. They obviously are saying they get a good fuck every day, but it's not gonna be like, wait a second, there's a, a ba- there's a there's not a balance in the force here. And what it is is it's the communicating what you need in your boundaries in a relationship and sex before with your partner and as early as possible and and always being openly and flexible, vulnerable with them, right? Like what we were talking about before. That's the the thing that's missing. And, And one of my biggest pet peeves when I go on my sexy soapbox rants is like trying to blame one thing for something else where it's like, no, no, no. It's not like, oh, the oral sex is good. I'm gonna blame them now for this is why the relationship is bad. It's like, or the sex life is bad. It's like, oh, wait a second. That was your standards and some some there's a breakdown in communication here and what happens each time with your partner is a breakdown in communication and again it's all positive because you know yourself but if i had to go something that sounds kind of harsh is that you have some sort of you may have some sort of shame in it because you're obviously not communicating that with each of these partners because you said is it second or third time she said i don't remember how many times she said
2: after the third time third time started dying down so
1: three boyfriends and this oh, is
2: three boyfriends and after the third time they had sex it started wearing down again. So
1: it's by threes, right? Okay.
2: All these threes, yeah.
1: And as they like I said, the negative they usually try to say it's your fault, your fault. It's not really fault. It's 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 actually you're in a good spot because you know exactly what you want. There's a breakdown in communication of that you're each time you get a partner, they don't understand how important that is for you, even though you I mean, again, you're saying it to us, but how clear is it to them? Because in most times when you're in a relationship long enough with someone they're going to get the picture of what of what you're what you need and not you know if you're especially if you're telling them or communicating that with them consistently where i don't think they are if they're just getting a good fuck every day and you're being unsatisfied with this stuff on on this end so i would say focus on breaking down whatever's in your way of communicating that with your partner early and often because this is obviously a very important thing to you. You didn't say anything else about right or wrong with the relationship or sex life. It's specifically this. You know it, which is great. It's easy to understand what you need from relationship to feel satisfied. Make sure it's correct and accurate too. Because who knows if there's something else you want require. But focus on being able to communicate that with your partner early and often. And it may change. Um, and, and I think one of the things that get in the way that often is the shame of our own sex, sexual desires, right? Like for example, it happens in, even with like marriages, right? It's like, oh, I'm ashamed of that's what I kind of want. So I'm never going to tell my partner and then it'll just blow up. But it's like, oh yeah, you need to not have shame in your own sexuality and desires or needs and communicate that with your partner early and often. And then you won't run into this problem where you start trying to look for blame somewhere else and usually blaming your partner where it's like. There's no way they know, so that's what I would say. But you're in a good spot, so good job.
2: Yeah, it sounds like... um, I agree with you, DK. You need to communicate that to your partner. Um, It sounds like you already have, um, and I recommend continuing to do that, but um, I hear you saying you don't want to end the relationship, but yes, this is going to always be a problem if it's not something that he wants to do and that's something that you need to be aware of um you know i like to joke uh with my partners that i have a type um and that type seems to always be men who really love performing oral sex Mm. um and i don't seek that out like i don't go on and apps and say like hey i really want this um but I also am not the type to stop somebody, right? You know, like if they're having a good time, I'm like, you just keep going. I'm not going to stop you. you. You have a great time. Um, so, you know, I don't, I don't know. I think my type is actually generous giving people and people who like to please women. Um, and wouldn't it be nice to have a partner who was willing to do that with you? Mm-hmm who you don't feel like, oh, I don't know why is this like diminishing? He feels like he's playing ga-. Don't play games. Like it's just not worth it. If, if you want somebody who really loves giving oral sex, they are out there. There are men for whom it is a fetish. Go find yourself one. You'll be so happy you did. Oh, this reminds me, I watched a movie yesterday called uh, good luck to you, Leo Grand. If you have Hulu and you're able to watch this movie, oh my God, please watch this movie. Hmm. It's uh starring Emma Thompson, who is fucking vulnerable as shit as an older woman who hires a gigolo after her husband dies and she's never been satisfied in her life. And she finally takes it upon herself to find some satisfaction and it totally changes her don't wait until you're an old woman hiring a gigolo because your partner doesn't want to give you oral sex Mm. don't spend the rest of your life unsatisfied waiting for yourself to to Find the right toy to give you the right orgasm just because you're afraid to break up with somebody because you're afraid you won't find something better. It's not about finding something better. I'm sure your partner is a lovely human, but it's about finding a match that works for you. Go out and find a match that works for you. That is my recommendation.
1: Mm. Yeah, there's plenty of... And again, it's like there's plenty of different guys who would gladly do that. (laughs) Hell, I would be one of them because again, like in my in my relationship it's interesting because i don't i don't mind oral sex at all but my my wife definitely prefers other so i'm like okay but if it was like something she was down for i love i love pleasing my woman and there's a lot of guys out there that can be as flexible as that and it's like all i think a lot of times guys really appreciate um like that that simplicity in an order i think it was like a owen benjamin comedian thing where he was the 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 joke part was basically that saying, you know, men are like, you know, soldiers a lot where it's like, oh, we really appreciate when it's like, oh, you can make me so happy doing that. And we're like, yeah, we feel so good that we got our, we got our mission and we accomplished that mission. You know, it's like, oh, it's, it's, uh, it's, that's a lot, a lot of guys are like that. Not all of them, obviously, but you know, a lot of them. And, and I think that's, you'll find it out there if you look for, focus on that too, because it's not, yeah. If if it is being communicated, that guy isn't that type of guy who, who is in that mode of taking that specific order and getting that mission done <laughs> if you want to make it break it down unsexy that way or again uh, or pleasing or whatever it is different types different pokes for different folks but yeah good luck in your journey i hope i hope that partner ends up being that way if if, if you want to stay with them but if not definitely get out because there's plenty of people who will be happy yeah. to serve find, us
2: find yourself you know just for shits and giggles put it on your dating profile that you're looking for somebody whose fetish it is to give a woman ed because you know what oh my god your life's gonna be transformed you're gonna have so much fun you won't know what to do with yourself (laughs) Mm -hmm. i want that for you my friend i want that for you
1: all right next question let's see bring
2: it bring it and again i got two more i know we only have about 15 minutes left
1: but my my boyfriend keeps cancelling plans I'm in my first serious relationship and I just want to know if I'm overreacting or not I've been dating my boyfriend he's 25 years old I'm 24 and I've been dating him for the past 10 months I know conflict is inevitable in a relationship but surprisingly we haven't ever fought or gotten into an argument until now whether we have concrete plans, like a restaurant reservation, a movie to plan to go to with tickets and everything, or just casual plans to hang out, my boyfriend has cancelled um, sometimes hours before, sometimes days before we're supposed to get together at least 10 times now. I get it, life happens, so I was really calm and understanding the first few times it happened, but I'm really starting to get fed up. I guess most of his reasons for cancelling have been pretty legit, but at the same time, can he really not make any time for me at all? What should I do? Should I confront him about this or just kind of keep playing it cool and act like it doesn't bother me? Now, my friends and people who know us keep suggesting that I still play it cool, but my gut is telling me to say something because I don't want him to think he can continue to dis- disregard my time and think I'll just be cool with it. What do you think? Am I overreacting or what should I do?
2: You haven't said anything?
1: Well, it Ten says, times? Let's see.
2: And you haven't said anything? Let's
1: see. What did she say? Did she say anything at all?
2: She just said, should I keep playing it cool? Playing it no, cool. No, you shouldn't keep playing oh, wow. it cool. Oh, wow. She hasn't said
1: anything. Holy crap. You're right. Ten according times, to her question.
2: No, don't keep playing it cool. Who are your friends?
1: I know. Her no. friends are like, keep getting abused. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> no. <laughs> keep letting them abuse your time.
2: What What reasons are valid for somebody to be canceling on you last minute every day? Listen, unless he's an on-call ER doctor, like, there's no excuse for this. Like... Uh, I can't think of a valid reason for somebody to cancel 10 times in a row on the day of or hours before. No, 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 no. Uh, uh, if their, like, sick mother is in the hospital and, like, there, there's got to be, like, a, you know, if if their mother is going through chemo and he has yeah. to keep, like, helping her out and it's been 10 times of that, fine. Like, if if... There's some crazy giant emergency that has caused all 10 of these things. Fine. But like, if it's like, oh, he was sick this time. And then his son needed to go to his doctor's appointment this time. And then his this needed that. And then his that needed that. And then that needed that. It's showing me very clearly. I'm surprised it's not showing you very clearly that you are not a priority.
1: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: And you deserve better.
1: Now... She could be a priority, but if she's not saying anything, it's like, oh, oh this girl is down with me doing this all the time. I mean, I mean what yeah, is she supposed so you have to have a say? Think?
2: Very, very good point. What is he supposed very, to think? Very, very, very good point. Yeah. I would lay it on the line at this point for this guy and say, look, this is ridiculous. This is a problem. I've been following some bad advice and I've been playing it cool, but I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to play it cool anymore. Let me just be honest with you how I'm feeling. Mm. And I feel like you're not prioritizing me. I feel like you don't. Care about my time, and this is just not okay. I I I need you to show up when you say you're gonna show up, and if you're not able to do that, either let's make plans less frequently Mm -hmm. when you can show up and when you know that you can reliably be here, or let's see other people.
1: Yep, and and it's a good it's a good lesson. And again, again, they did say it was their first relationship, so I completely understand where you're coming from it's the more you know we think it's it's like when you think it's easy before you get into it it's like oh yeah i can communicate these things with my partner i can stand up for myself i can have these you know i can express my feelings it's like oh then you get faced by it it's like the mike tyson thing everyone has a plan before they get punched in the face in the ring you know it's like i got a plan i'm gonna plan i'm gonna and it's like bang you get punched in the face like wait a second this isn't you that punch that first punch in the face knocks you out of everything that you thought you were going to be and this is your first relationship, so it's your first punch in the face, and it's like, oh, when I, when this happens, I react this way. And you leaned on some advice of your friends, which is interesting. Where it's like, what would you, what would you do? <laughs> like you, obviously, the inner you is saying, I want to fight back a bit and say this is not right. So again, it's it's a it's a lesson in self-love. It's a lesson in what happens when you. Face something that you've never faced before, and, and emotions and things like this get mixed in. So it is part of the learning process. Since you did say it was your first time, it's aw- awesome. Um, now this is a great question in my opinion because uh, of the aspect of time. I've been actually reading a lot of meditations from Marcus Aurelius, and time is like the only currency we all have. It's it's also mm-hmm. the only currency that is really non renewable at all because once it's in the past, it's gone. And also, it's an equalizer currency. We all have the same moment right now. A lot of Marcus Aurelius talks about how the present is the only really thing that exists. The past is now gone and the future is not there yet. This moment now, present, is all we have. And each of us have it. Like, for example, I mean, Marcus Aurelius was like the king of everything at that time. Like, if you're doing a push-up while the king is like having a big bounty feast, you're spending that time more wisely than the king. And any of us can do this at any time. So again, if you think of time like that, it's interesting and you can fight for your time a little bit more because you should actually protect your own time because it is a big part of you and really the only currency that we each own equally. You know what I mean? You can spend the time at this moment differently than someone else and we all share this present moment in time if you can hear this or see this, right? Um so time, yeah. It's don't just slough it off and saying, I'm gonna play it cool, this is not a big deal. It's like all oh, no, the more you understand, especially if you get like a job, if you get anything, but definitely in sex and relationships Time is a big thing, and he is hurting you. Another thing that came to mind when I was thinking about time is uh, Patrice O'Neill. Rest in peace. But he was a a comedian who was very famous for kind of getting into the relationship thing. He was a bit very... Some people might say he's a misogynist, but he was definitely trying to fight for, like, you know, trying to explore male masculinity but he would get a bit aggressive with it. But one one of his jokes that really got him into down this path of talking about relationships and his male point of view in it was, um, you know, like, no means no. Think of it like this, because a lot of times women, in his in his experience, were saying, like, you know, he's like, can you, can you come over? And he's like, oh, well, no, I'm busy. And then they're like, they or like, maybe some other time. And then they kind of push and do that. And he's like it feels like in, in the relationships where the women is too con- controlling like this, it's like they're raping my time. Cause that's really all we have. It's like, oh, they're taking away my time and they don't understand that they think it's not that big of a deal, but it actually is. And so those are the things that came into mind where it's like, oh, no, it works both ways. It's not a male female thing, but he was talking about it in, in that aspect of what can happen in a bad relationship. But uh, that's kind of what's happening in you where it's like, he is raping your time and it's not good. And, and again, he doesn't even know he's doing it. And that's what the problem is. Um, and it's going to be a good lesson for you to love yourself and love your time more.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 I I really appreciate you saying like you need to tell him he needs to know. But also like he, he should kind of know.
1: Like uh, Yeah. Ten times. Yeah
2: he should know like yeah. people respect each other's time like you know uh, th- th- that's ridiculous like uh that's a that's a disrespect uh, again unless there's something weird happening that's a level of disrespect that uh yeah
1: well that is yeah. from the point of you view should, of that not like... you
2: should talk you should talk to him but also like you should know that he should know better already
1: period well we're very pro like communication understanding but it sounds like they're not you know i am too but i'm saying that like there are relationships where people like those unspoken rules or things too where it's like again if their relationship is very heavy on like kind of like nuances of you know what this means or i trust you to be yourself and that you're going to be that you're going to be showing me that again it's easy to get down that path of like this is the type of woman who is like this or this is the type of guy who doesn't mind these that's things. that's fine so i'm not that's saying fine. this is and i'm not excusing it i don't you think have it's a good person but... who
2: doesn't mind yeah. like don't take advantage of them that's not cool
1: oh exactly exactly i mean like it's it's not good like, i'm just saying listen, that there is a, paths in a relationship of, of understanding and somebody isn't calling
2: here. you out on your bullshit that doesn't mean you should take advantage of
1: them <laughs> oh yeah but hey you know like there's there's down that path of like fuck buddies and shit and it's like why well, are we getting so angry that i didn't show up for this we're just fuck buddies type of thing so it's like again well, like yeah. and you're but you're right in the end you're right it's like oh well, no they're another human and, and you are just you're, you're fucking with them it's almost like gaslighting in a way too where it's and, like oh well, i'm gonna be and there and then ladies, you're not it's like yeah, fuck.
2: ladies please i know we have these ridiculous submissive things going on in our culture but like don't tell your friends to play it cool so she doesn't offend a boy like oh my god please 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 girl you know learn from madonna madonna remember madonna with the pointy bras she was badass she like did a nude album she was amazing She's got a great song called Express Yourself. Go look up the lyrics. Uh, express Yourself, girl. It's going to be all right. All right. Last question. Last Let's question. See. Let's go. Um, I had a different one that I do want to go to, but we'll save it for another time because there's one I know you are going to really love. So um, let me save that for next time. Oh my. And All right. Is it a weeaboo question? MIB. This, so this is, this is, this question is, um, being consistent and being too prideful I thought you'd enjoy this because I know you're the king of pride um,
1: Before, or, book on pride yeah. yes. yes,
2: yes. Uh, my friend and I had a discussion about being too prideful with women it's something that I think I struggle with whenever I think that a woman is not into me I give up with her right away and put my energy elsewhere so that I can save face. My friend thinks that he that I should be more consistent and not give up on the first try, but instead to try to build a relationship with more rapport while being flirty, even if you don't get anything in the end. Am I wrong for just moving in moving on after the first sign that a girl might not be interested?
1: Hmm. Okay, the question came out of nowhere. Interesting. And it was very... Well, of course, me being an author about pride, before you follow the book on pride, it's uh, it's, there's many things firing in my brain. He said, what was the last question? How do you say that? Is it wrong? What do you say? Am I
2: wrong for moving on after the first sign that a girl is not interested after meeting?
1: Hmm. Oh, this is a conception of, of looking for things as the, as the problem instead of the actual thing. First off, in general I think outside of any, for all of you, thank you for this question, I love, I love that you're discussing pride obviously, and also talking about these things, but I don't think anybody's ever wrong doing that as long as you're very clear and honest and vulnerable with what you actually want you know what I mean? Like just to to it's it's the lies and deception of what you actually are and what you're searching for is the problem. Nothing to do with pride. Nothing to do with being wrong or right. If that's what you're looking for and who you are, there is no problem saying this person doesn't work with what I'm looking for. That goes across the board in in many things. Now you're trying to judge yourself. That's where the pride comes in. Is the judgment of yourself saying, "Wait, I don't like that's what I want." That's that's the pride, in my opinion. And and pride also is like interesting. You're saying prideful. The first thing is what is pride that's basically the, the thing of my book and originally it was having too much like an inordinate amount of self-esteem too much full of yourself too much is pride or an unreasonable hatred for superiority so in the aspects of pride and it's what we were trying to th- break it down is what pride was originally for over a thousand years um it's starting to morph now which is part of the reason i wrote my book but in general originally pride was that and uh and basically, you're definitely not being prideful there unless you're thinking that you're 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 better than every woman you're going to be with, because then you hate anyone who's superior to you unreasonably. Or you think too much of yourself and you think that you deserve all the women because you have an unreasonable amount of self-esteem. I don't think that's what the question's coming from at all. So I would say, you don't even have to worry about the pride because it has nothing to do with that. The only pride that might be coming is that judgment, your internal pride judging yourself for having these desires for this type of relationship. And that's the pride you want to stay away from that I would be talking about. Nothing to do with, oh, I'm going to be hurting these girls or hurting this or I'm a bad person. It's like, no, no, that, that part is about you're going to worry about. You're not a bad person for doing that. Now you said, now, as soon as they're not into me, I put energy elsewhere. And again, with the original definition of pride. It may be that part of, yeah, the, the high self-esteem there, where it's like, if they're not into me, they're not worth my time anyway. That where might be the pride getting in your way, and it's, but it has nothing to do with you being a bad person. It's digging down to what you want and being open with them, because th- think of it, if you reverse it, you don't know what they want in their relationship either. So try to understand what they want as well. That's where the pride might get in your way. You're not thinking about what your partners, the potential partners are also in this for as well. You're thinking only about, I need to have them always be into me. Because <laughs> you said, as soon as they're not into you, you look elsewhere. So you're only thinking about what you need. If you actually look at what they're needing too, you'll notice that's why it might be a problem because they they don't know that it's what you need. <laughs> so who knows what type, you know, what's going, who that woman is, or guy, if you're going for that. And that's what I would focus on is getting outside of that and trying to really learn what the partner also wants. If you want to try to get beyond that. Um, I think it's interesting that your, your friend said, get beyond it in another way too. I'm just giving you almost the same advice in a different way as get beyond it by looking outside of what your needs are as well. As long as you're being very clear with what your needs are, you're, you're doing good now. You just can focus on what they actually want, and then it becomes uh, more of a relationship instead of just you have well, to. Well, so love to be clear, me.
2: they said after meeting.
1: After meeting, so right. I'm assuming okay.
2: they've met like once, and yeah. if they're feeling they're feeling like this person's not into them, then they they just cut and run.
1: Now another thing you said that was very clear in the question was I. You said, is this something without about without getting anything without getting sex or type of thing, right?
2: Well, what uh... do you say? Hang on. Um, Yeah, even if you aren't getting anything in the end.
1: Even if you aren't getting anything in the end. And I think you mentioned also. Did he mention sex at all? No. He he didn't? Okay. Okay. I wasn't sure. All right. So, yeah. That's where I would put the focus on, too. Because I think, uh, again, you're judging yourself on some of the natural desires you have where you didn't clarify what that anything is. And if you know what you want again you're halfway there halfway is knowing what you want telling you know not being uh not trying to trick them into getting what you want being vulnerable to like say no this is what i'm looking for you know once you know what you want whatever that anything is and then the other half is understanding finding someone who knowing what they want and it's a match so basically think of it that way instead of you are in control of what's gonna happen and i think you'll be on the right path of finding uh you know things going along and do not be worried about the first couple times not working out well even though you think they are um since it sounds like you haven't gotten past that part of just getting rid of them once you once you or breaking it off once you know that they're not interested in you remember all things take a lot of practice and time so again um be happy with the progress of getting a little bit further and a little bit further but it may take a while before you find the right match but um you'll get at least some progress trying to think of these things i believe good luck
2: um yeah i feel like i feel like you sort of read into this a little bit maybe maybe that um maybe that that the intentions are are not up and up right yeah uh, with this particular question um I, and that's that's totally possible that, that I there's think he's little, judging like, himself because I don't mind maybe. it if you're in
1: it for sex at all it's just he's not saying it so I'm like oh you're not saying right. it. he doesn't know well maybe, but know. well
2: so so here's what I would say is just I agree with you 100 on being vulnerable and being clear about your intentions um so don't play games um if you're if you're meeting with this person for the first time, if you're meeting with people, if you're meeting a person for the first time, and it seems like they're not very interested, I mean, you're probably a good judge of that. (laughs) Uh, If you're meeting with somebody and it seems like they're not very interested, uh, my question is, are you still interested? So if you're still interested and you want to, Give them a call back. See if you could set up that second meeting. See if you could set up that second date. And if they don't respond to your call or your text or whatever it is to set up that date, you'll know right away that they're not interested. And you don't need to message them more than once. You can just message them once. See if they're interested. If you're still interested, if their lack of interest is turning you off, then don't bother. If you want to move on, totally support that. Um, As for what your friend is advising, unless you are looking for friends, uh, I'm going to advise against it. I'm going to say, do not please um, try to create some kind of friendshipy relationship with this girl with any girl hoping that in the future maybe they'll change their mind and want to sleep with you or want to be in a relationship with you don't don't bother with that um because i'll tell you what those relationships tend not to work out maybe you convince somebody to be with you for a little while not gonna lie to you had a long-term ex (laughs) that lasted a couple of years who talked me into it like that And I told him, look, I'm going to I'm going to be with my best friend. And he became my best friend. And then we were together for a couple of years. But, you know, we were only together for a couple of years. It did not last forever. Um, I really think if you're getting the vibe from somebody right away that they're not interested and it's turning you off and you're not interested anymore. Let it go. Let them go and try again. Now, if you want legit female friends, go for it. Mm -hmm. Happy, have friends, enjoy that, but please don't harass your friends by making them your friends under false pretenses and then like continuing to hit on them and make them uncomfortable over the the time that your friends don't do that. That's annoying. Um, So I agree with you actually more than your friend in the sense that like, if you wanna get to know people slowly, and see if there might be something there. Awesome, great. But if you've already gotten to the first meeting and you know that you're looking for a relationship or you're looking for sex and the other person seems not interested, unless you're super, super interested, I would let it go. If you're still super, super interested, send them a message, see if they're interested in meeting up again. And if they're not, let it go. I 100% agree with you, um, except on the point, like BK said, be very clear about what you're looking for and who you are so that at least, you know, it's sort of like an audition, right? When you have a first date or a meeting, right? Yeah. You want to make sure you you put your best foot forward, not the fake foot, but who you are, who you really are. If you show up as who you really are on that first meeting and they're not interested, you know, you don't need them.
1: And think I that's that's what I was picking up on the things being impure. You totally helped me there. One, I love the warning of the friend zone. That was beautiful. But also like uh, the the impure, it, like he, his question. It wasn't like he was doing it already. But it was like I should just change what I want or who I am because my friend is advising me that. Right, like that. That that is the impure. Like you need to focus on knowing yourself and loving your that part of you instead of saying well to get what i want i have to change myself type of thing and that is actually one of the one keys of advice i told to my brother-in-law when they were wondering about like to to propose to one of my sisters where it was like cuz i you know and i was like i basically was saying there's one piece of advice don't if you're changing yourself or you're putting up with things with with him or her for the marriage don't think it's going to change later because it's like, you know what I mean? Because it's like, if you're building your relationship on things that you're doing, changing yourself just to stay in a relationship, like that almost, like right? You're, like what you were saying before in the question, it's like, don't change yourself just because that, you'll just end up being friends, but you're really gonna end up like hitting on them every now and then it's gonna be, you know, it's not pure in what you're, what you who you really are and what you're really wanting in it, right? You're hiding parts of you or what you want to get to further it along where naturally being you is not gonna get you down that path, right? and that's yeah. what i'd say don't do that and and if and especially anyone who's thinking of pr- proposing or trying to get married definitely don't do that cuz like cuz that's what can happen where it's like a lot of the problems will happen later because you're you're you're, you're not showing right. your your partner who you are before you get married or propose or engaged it's like okay no that's what you need to worry about other than that if you still you know i think
2: you know, we have a theme what well, with the guy who, you know, for whom, like, his sexual attraction wears off after a few months. Be open about that. Be who you are. Put that out there. For the girl who really wants great oral sex, and that is, like, her favorite thing ever in the whole wide world, put that out there. Mm. Do that. For this guy, like, be yourself. Put whomever you are out there honestly, and then you'll know who really matches.
1: Can't say it better than that. But I, what I can say is Musta Jake. You are our shout-out. You know, normally we try to not, like, audibly, because we're recording the podcast live. We don't audibly do too much with chat. We sometimes do, but it's we try to not read chat as much as we do when we're not recording. But she is our sexy dungeon master, which includes a shout-out. And also another sh- shout-out, Koala, it's Koala. So thank you for they're, being here They're our so live sexy, stream. it's
2: worth shouting them out twice, especially because they weren't here at exactly. the beginning.
1: It's, it's okay when we do it that way but if you're wondering what we're talking about check out patreon.com forward slash sexy podcast become mm-hmm. a patreon you can do pillow talk you can get a shout out on here we appreciate each of every one of our supporters um, there's a bunch of different packages Indeedy. on there check it out you don't have to get a shout out if you don't want to let us know what you want we'll figure it out
2: you but, don't it's true
1: because we have other shout out patrons who are not shout outs which is perfectly fun we have great great selection of goodies for you on there and if you want to check out the live stream check out Alice in a Bikini it's one of my favorite episodes ever we're gonna have to go back in a hot tub someday. It is uh, uh, yes.
2: <laughs>
1: YouTube.com forward yes, slash Sexy when Time Podcast. you in Japan,
2: we will find a hot <gasps> tub and we will. Oh my god! Stream.
1: If we can live stream it in one of the onsens, like the 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 special hot the hot springs in Japan.
2: We, oh, that sounds. That's so very sweet.
1: famous. That's a famous cultural thing. Well, you will have to get
2: me there. I don't have a car. We'll so go. Oh, know.
1: we'll get there. We'll get there somehow. Oh, look forward to Sexy Time coming at you from Japan. It's going to be interesting. Cause you're going to see what it's like doing sexy time in the morning, Alice. <laughs> it is it'll in the be, morning.
2: It'll be at like, it'll be, uh, sometime after January.
1: <laughs> sometime after January. Gonna be in a Japanese hot spring, live streaming it, leave. recording Let's it leave. for you as podcasts as well. That but is definitely check that worth, out
2: worth manipulating my schedule when I can do it more readily. Awesome. That, that sounds great.
1: So check it out. We appreciate all of you. Um, Supporters, listening, lurking, subbing. We'll be
2: back Mm. next week with a regular old Q&A. We -hmm. hope you send those questions to us at sexytimedlove at gmail.com. Or if you are one of our amazing supporters or have been one of our amazing supporters in the past and you have access to our Discord, you could send us a private message there or a public message there, however you want to put it. We're happy to receive any and all of your questions. And we're so frigging grateful for you. Yes. thank Thank you you so much much if you're just popping in again one more little request for you uh next week is my birthday if you want to do me a big birthday favor you can go to itunes if you're a pc user or apple podcasts if you're a mac user and go ahead and go to sexy time search for sexy time under podcasts look for that beautiful banana that is us do not review the sexy time podcast please review sexy time which is our original podcast and go down to the bottom of the show and you will see the spot where you can review us please review us please give us a beautiful positive review so we can get more people to see our amazing show let's
1: give alice um, a happy birthday
2: yes please please give me a happy birthday she
1: mm-hmm. she, she has a beautiful birthday wearing suit you don't get to see it all but we get to see. Thank some you. Of it. yes
2: i am wearing a suit some
1: of mine too but yeah happy birthday alice you're amazing thank you Love you back. Um, And And I I, can't wait to see
2: y'all next week.
1: All of us. Let's try to get Alice a nice birthday present. That's a noble goal. I'll see you next week here on Sexy Time Thursday. Right now, Thursday Thursdays, 7.30 p.m. Eastern. Until next time, stay sexy, stay safe. And don't
2: get caught in public.
0: Thank you so much for coming along with us on this episode of Sexy Time. The party goes on after each show with unfettered access to your hosts in an uncensored and private live segment we call Pillow Talk. Become a Sexy Time subscriber to join in on the fun at patreon.com slash sexytimepodcast. That's patreo dot com slash sexy time podcast it is always a pleasure to see you there if you've enjoyed our company and would like to support us be sure to tap that share button and spread the love join us again next week wherever you listen to podcasts for another sexy time until next time this is the mistress of ceremonies sending her love stay sexy